Leo diary, days 80 to 120. Jesus, I feel old. I mean, it's only been 40 days. You added a few wrinkles? <laughs> well, added a few wrinkles um, and added a bit more hair dye, to be totally frank. Indeed, yeah, you did for pride, right? I uh, did for pride and coloured it every conceivable colour. Nice. But uh, the irony of, um, of whacking five different colours in your hair is that you then have to go very large with a pretty much neon pink to get the bloody hair dye back out. So uh, I've had a week of it um, looking like a nuclear fallout. Uh, it is now chilling out a little bit um, and probably will be back to being blonde in about four weeks. And then you'll get bored and change it again, eh? Um, but it is short-lived. So, you know, when you've got a short attention span, you never really know what you're going to do next. But, Indeed. Um, but Indeed. Yeah. All right, so should we, get, should we get to it? Yeah, yeah. All right, so... Uh, standard format, the same as, as before. What has gone well in the last 40 days? So, last 40 days, um, what's gone well? Quite a lot has gone well. In fact, an awful lot has gone well, which is, uh, which is great. Um, one of the areas I really wanted to concentrate on more was making sure I was out there doing new business meetings. And uh, the last 40 days, I've averagely done three to five new business meetings on a weekly basis, which is a, uh, is a concerted effort, uh, but also is a ramp up from where we have been. There's probably very few people that enjoy being out and about as much as I do. And, and talking to, you know, potential clients, um, mates, sharing some of the stuff that we've done, uh, and, and just listening to what companies are trying to do. You know, it's uh, it's fascinating. So I'm I'm really pleased with um, I'm really pleased with where we are uh, with regards to that. Quick question about that, like you know, for me, networking and things like that takes a lot out of me. Or is it just something that actually just energizes you? Yeah, I wouldn't say it takes it out of me. If I'm presenting, that's a different story. Mm. But if I'm going in and I'm talking and I'm listening and starting to think about what a client needs to do. I find that super energising because it's enable, enabling me to use my brain. And I'm not saying I don't use my brain the rest <laughs> of the time, uh, but it uses, um, I don't know, it taps into that bit that I, I particularly like using. Mm. So the presenting side, I'd find that hard work and that I still find pretty exhausting. But new, uh, new business meetings, uh, absolutely love it. So count me in for those. Awesome. Um, all right, and so opening up NHS BSA. So we've been working with BSA for probably 15 months now with NHS jobs. And, you know, we, we've had a, I guess in the last 40 days, we've had an incredible time with NHS jobs. Perhaps I'll talk about that first. Um, we've managed to put the service live in a private beta, but we've also had people actually use the service so we've advertised vacancies and we've had people apply and go the whole way through mm. the, uh, the process, which, um, which is incredible. This is our first service that is live. You know, myself and the team have been geeking out over Google Analytics, having a look at exactly where people are in the process. Mm. And, and this is why we do what we do. And, and NHS BSA have asked us to uh, get involved with the overseas project and start to help them shaping up, um, you know, agile ways of working and introducing some of the techniques that we've put in place for jobs 
uh, across another account. So, uh, you know, it's a, a huge vote of confidence from, uh, from Darren, but also allows us to start adding value uh, into the NHS in another area, which, mm. uh, which is brilliant. They did a live show and tell recently, didn't they? So I think there's nothing more terrifying than doing a live show and tell. So full respect to NHS Digital for pulling that off. We talked about it a lot when I was there, but we didn't. Uh, we didn't do it. Um, it's um, it's nerve wracking, and I could almost feel the nerves of everybody who was trying to run it. Uh, mm. But it went off seamlessly. Uh, I think it was Ian Roddis, product owner from NHSD, who was leading it. Um, and it was just superb. You know, it was incredibly powerful for me, seeing Scott Smith, one of our, uh, our designers, take the lead and talk about the work that we'd done for jobs. And I was talking to Scott before he presented and saying, you know, it will be absolutely mint. Uh, and I was teasing him after and, and saying that that Geordie accent can get you through an awful lot of things. And, uh, you know, it, it is the most trusted accent by a country mile. Uh, but he he did a stunning job, so super proud of of his uh, of his efforts. No, oh, that's awesome, and he, I watched it, and and he did such a great job. And moving away from that, the uh, number of hires that different have done themselves. So we we knew as a company that we would need to start bolstering our senior capability as the company grew, uh, and. You know, you can run wearing 15 hats for a period of time, but at some point you've got to start plugging those. Uh, and what we've done is we've hired a senior service designer mm. in Cy Wilson. Cy's come in to help the NHS jobs team out. And, and whilst he's allocated to that account full time, he's also started adding value across the business um, in lots of other areas, which mm. is superb. Cy and I have worked together before. And, you know, there are very few people that know service design the way Simon does. So uh, that's a great, um, a great, he is a great hire for us. Mm. Uh, we've also got an incoming CTO in the shape and form of Tony Yates. Tony and I worked together before when I was at the NHS. Very few people know the NHS and know health the way that Tony does. Um, he was responsible for building the 111 mm. infrastructure. And Tony's coming in and providing a CTO service to different from August. And we've also made a, another senior hire in, uh, in David Pierce. And David joins us as a procurement and commercial lead. Uh, and David will be working on one of our client projects a couple of days a week, but will also be helping support the senior leadership team with a number of, of initiatives that we're, we're kicking off internally. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so with the highs done yet, or are we expecting a, a few more in the next 40 days? So I think that's crazy a little bit into what we perhaps haven't done quite so well. Mm. Uh, and the reason I say that is we've kind of learned some lessons really in the mm. last 22 months. Uh, and, and some of those lessons are about making sure that we hire into a gap that we have. We don't hire people. As, as individuals, mm. if that that's a, almost a you know a bit of a contradictory statement for somebody who absolutely loves people. Mm. But but I think we have made mistakes before, and and I'm wanting us to rectify those. Yeah. So the other two senior hires that we will be wanting to make this side of Christmas, one will be a delivery director, and the other one is likely to be a change and transformation director. 
Nice. And so with that whole not so well, because that's that's where that feels like it's moving, the last 40 days, there's always going to be something that's not gone well. Um, yeah, and I think it's learning. And I'm always happy to be transparent about that. So in, in way of some of our bidding activity, we're seeing the frameworks dry up a bit. And I think we knew that we would see that with the wider political landscape. We've also seen, you know, really slow responses uh, for some stuff that we bid on. Uh, and perhaps slower than I, we've ever seen. And so, you know, that is, is outside of our control. But it's also got us thinking, do we want to be solely reliant upon bidding through frameworks? Mm. Um, and I think we've been... We've taken the opportunity to have some internal discussions about other sectors, including private, uh, and how we want to approach that. So, you know, we've built the business predicated on tech for good, and we're not moving away from that. Mm. But I think we need to be realistic about the market, and um, I think we're going to start to cast the net, the, uh, the net a little bit wider. Yeah, okay. And with that, that comes into into different and you know the decisions and I know that with different in the last uh, few weeks you've been really thinking about the decision making that different go through. Uh, yeah I mean Steve and I have been challenged by our management team to um, start to include them more, uh, empower them but also give them the responsibility to make some of these decisions and and you know whilst we have been wearing 15 hats. Uh, some of that is a little bit self-harm, and some of that also comes from really wanting to be involved, perhaps mm. in more than we should. So our management team have, um, you know, levelled some suggestions to us about decision-making, uh, and we've run a number of workshops in the last month. And, and we're starting to have a look at, you know, what decisions have to be made at board, what could be made by the senior leadership team and, and what other work do we shape up into work streams that across the business people can take forward. Um, again, these are all challenges that growing businesses have. And, you know, I, I feel pretty privileged that we've got a management team that care enough to raise this stuff mm. and they, you know, they are wanting to get involved and help make some of these decisions it's kind of typical storming Norman for me. Yeah. We're just in that phase at the minute. Mm. And so, yeah, with the decision-making, you're saying that the, the management team, they're engaged to to say this is not working, um, but engagement across the business, you, you have actually said that hasn't really gone well. So I think, I think, again, it's a symptom of a growing business, and I'm probably somebody who will always want engagement to be higher than is realistic, if I'm being totally honest. But I think, you know, we grew up out of an outcome-based business. Uh, and when you grow up that way, you you kind of build around accounts, and that's what we've done. And, and so, you know, we, we struggle with some of our people, I wouldn't say going native, but there's a, you know, a kind of heavy inclination to the account that they're working on. We're not mature enough as a business yet to have cycled multiple people through multiple accounts. Mm. And, um, you know, that's just time. But I think 
I feel that there is an engagement challenge and I feel that as a business we should get on the front foot and start to work some of that through. Now some of the decision making will help with that but also um, you know, asking people how engaged they feel. I know it sounds a bit noddy, but we've got a great opportunity to eat our own dog food. You know, we do research for other companies mm. and organizations. So God forbid, we might want to ask our own users, i.e. staff, how they're feeling about things. Mm. I think this is, an, you know, this is common in businesses that grow the way we are. When I came in 22 months ago, we had two permanent people. We're gonna have 30 during August um, and we have a further 40 associates you know we're turning into a reasonable sized outfit and these are things that you have to think about if we switch it up a, a little bit differently from from how you've done your diaries before hard decision seems like a good uh, a good thing to highlight so you know in the last 40 days you've had <coughs> to make some hard decisions do you want to kind of kind of shed some light on that uh, yeah I mean I, I think anyone that thinks the CEO role is a walk in the park um, is probably a little bit disconnected from reality. I think it's an incredibly lonely role and that's something that I personally struggle with a bit and, and that again is time, experience but also creating sounding boards where I can openly talk about that uh, and, and share. But, you know, as CEO, I will continue to have to make some hard decisions. And I think that's taught me a lot of lessons um, around trying to fit roles around people. You know, we've got to do this the other way around. I would rather make those hard decisions sooner rather than later uh, because of the impact both on our clients but also on our staff. Uh, and something that, you know, I have reached out to the advisory board for advice on. Mm. Uh, there will continue to, to be them. That's the nature of a, you know, of a growing business. But I, yeah, it, it doesn't make it any easier. Um, mm. And, you know, where people are involved, these things are always going to be complicated. Okay. And with the, you say that being a CEO, being at the top, it's a lonely place. But what you what you're saying essentially is that these hard decisions, you you can't do it all alone. Yeah, I can't I can't do it all alone, and that's why we have a board, and that's why we are creating a senior leadership team. Mm -hmm. So you know I need support uh, around me in making these decisions, and all roads shouldn't lead to me. Mm -hmm. So you know if we can empower the senior leadership team to make decisions and to go and own outcomes then that would be a much happier place both for them and for me mm. and we, so you would say to anybody that is kind of struggling at the top that they need to reach out I would always say that so I have you know I'm, I'm lucky I have a number of sounding boards we're lucky as a business we have the advisory board but I'm also putting in place some personal coaching for me from somebody who's done the CEO role before uh, because, you know, I, I will want to make as few mistakes as possible. I'm human and I know I'm going to make a boatload of them. But I want to, um, you know, to, to feel that I have somewhere where I can bounce ideas and talk it through. And a lot of those discussions do happen at the senior leadership team. But some of that stuff needs to happen outside. Mm. Okay. It's, it's a really interesting thing because I think that we still run and operate in a kind of lone wolf um, kind of way. 
but moving from the hard decisions, uh, it's, uh, keep on the path of, of change. Questions you've been asking yourself. Um, I know that the last 40 days have been difficult for you. What, what the last 23 months, what, what's come up? So as a diehard interim, I've never been anywhere longer than two years. I'm on month 23. Uh, and I think it's probably strange for some people to even count by months, mm. but not for this interim, um, who is recently permanent. So, you know, at this time, normally, and that's the last 20 years of work, I would have secured a new contract and I would be on the move. And um, I'm not in that place. You know, I don't want that. Uh, and I haven't done it. This isn't an ego statement, but there will always be other job offers. And there continues to be. And whilst that's very flattering, it's not what I'm looking for right now. But what I am asking myself 23 months in is, are we where we wanted to be as a company? What can we improve upon? Um, how do we take ourselves to the next level? What are the exciting changes in the marketplace that I want us to go after? And we've started to work some of that through. You know, we've had some really powerful workshops around change and transformation and what our part may well be in offering services in that space. You know, we are not a big five, nor do I want us to be, but there are tools, techniques uh, and services that we can provide in that space where I feel we could be substantially stronger than the competition. Um, and we're starting to have a look at that. You know, how do we market some of that stuff? And how do we find ourselves at the table for that? In the next four weeks, we will start our first end-to-end -end business transformation for our client. You know, that is the next level. That is the work that I've done for the last 20 years. And it is the work that I have always wanted us doing. So to say I'm excited about that project starting would be a massive understatement. And, you know, I, I suspect my some of my time will be pulled into that. But that is absolutely where I see us going as an organisation. Okay. I mean, you've taken the question straight from, from me on what's next. Um, what is next for, for you in the next 40 days? So I think in the next 40 days, that's um, a good question. I am off to go and have surgery on my eyes. I, rather bizarrely, have managed to get um, cataracts, uh, extensive cataracts in both eyes. And they think that's because I'm very asthmatic and I've had to have um, oral steroids at times. And so on a personal level, I've, I've struggled uh, because my eyesight is hugely impaired, uh, kind of 60% impaired. So first surgery is in a week's time. And um, I'm hoping by the end of August, early part of September, I'll be back to 100%. Um, you know, I personally have had to slow things down to give my eyes a bit of a rest. Um, but it's, I guess my slowing things down is probably most people's third gear, possibly. Uh, and I'm looking forward to coming back full tilt. I think we will, my focus needs to be on hiring in to our senior gaps, so delivery director. And if we do make a decision at board to go chasing change and transformation work, then I will need to you know, also focus on that. I know I won't be able to stay away from the change and transformation work and our offerings in that space because it's, it's kind of my world. I, I think the other bit for me that I want to focus on 
uh, is about supporting our people to start telling their story. And that's incredibly important to me. You know, when I saw Scott presenting at the, um, at the NHS digital event, I felt like a proud parent. And, you know, there's been a lot of teasing about that statement. Uh, but um, there are a number of events where the team are starting to share the work that they've done and how they feel about the things that we're doing as a company. Uh, and, and seeing that message shared is incredibly important to me. So supporting as much of that as possible will be key. I will never be able to stay away from the sales stuff uh, because, you know, I do love a good chat. Um, and, and I like using my brain in that way. So I suspect they're probably the areas that I will focus on. Uh, my priority at the minute is getting back to 100% and hoping that my next CEO blog, I can uh, actually blog rather than podcast. So not uh, not... Not being quite as much of a fan of a podcast, but uh, thoroughly enjoying this one nonetheless. <laughs> Love it. So you won't miss the Stevie Wonder gifts that you've been continually getting. Well, I mean, you've got to say it's a, it's a very caring team that, uh, that have um, bought me a wide stick. That I, I mean, I, I made the, uh, I wanted to get it out there up front. So I came in with the old Stevie Wonder shades on day one. And, and it's funny because, you know, part, part of me is absolutely shell-shocked that you know I could be struggling with this at the minute and the other part of me has realized I can slow down a bit and also I can allow others to go and do. I've definitely realized I'm more of a control freak than I thought but you know it's um, it's going to be an interesting period I think. I'm going to be listening to a lot of podcasts over the next week or two while I recuperate. Maybe I'll hone my skills for the next one. <laughs> Joy. All right, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much. Brilliant. Thanks, Joe.